Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Hey, Brendo, Steve here. Hey, Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw Countout. It's the top 10 show that we do here, but in podcast form. So it doesn't have all the cool graphics and like pictures of things happening. No, it's a conversation where we list 10 things that some should have happened, blah, 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 on wrestling. The frame you see now is the frame you'll <laughs> right, see for the yeah. duration of this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Our heads are going to be bobbing a little bit. At no point we cut to interesting graphics. Yeah, uh, anything like that. On the contrary, I thought I might. This might be a very coffee, you know, not sipping coffee, but <laughs> coffee. Yes, yeah, under the weather there. Because I'm, I'm under the weather. <laughs> I had I had two lines show up, Larson, not just one Ooh. line. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Indeed. Last time I had this, I gave it to you. <laughs> Which is why we're doing this, and pretty much every episode from here on out remotely <laughs> exactly exactly anyways so uh i don't know if y'all heard maybe some of y'all are living under a rock or something triple h is in charge of wwe and this dude is just bringing people back yeah there he like sent a bunch of uh, uh boomerangs out into the wild and they're all just zipping back to triple h showing up on raw smackdown etc etc so uh we've had dakota kai resign after being released we've had carrying cross resign after being released and this is going up after SmackDown, and there's reports today, Thursday, we're doing this Thursday evening, that uh, uh, Top Dollar, oh yeah, and right. Ashanti Adonis, yeah, right, might be uh, on or at SmackDown Friday. That's so right. They though. could be. I mean, it, it, considering this is going up Saturday, they could have come back as well, or they could come back at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So he is on. He, look, man, this dude saw value in his people. And uh, and he's trying to bring him back. Uh, and then also, of course, you know, we all know, we've heard, we've read the reports that the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels, has been in contact with John, Johnny Gargano. John. To bring him back as well. Mm-hmm. So we decided to scour the landscape of the WWE and reach out and see uh, who other, who what other wrestlers. Uh, Mike Triple H, Paul Levesque, the King of King, uh, the, the Game of Games, Cerebral Assassin. Terrorizing. Save your voice, Steve. You got the whole podcast. Hunter Thompson's like, and not only wrestlers that were at one point signed to WB. Of course, it sounds like, uh, especially based after this last tryout, they're going to start inviting. Yeah, man. Indie wrestlers 
back to these WWE tryouts. So this here, this list is a bit of an amalgam of former uh, NXT WWE uh, superstars plus yeah, right. uh, some standouts from the independent wrestling world uh, that uh, uh, we, we feel like Triple H should either bring back or bring to mm-hmm. WWE. Yeah, absolutely. So let's just hop into it. Number 10. 10. Jonah slash Bronson Reed, now known as Jonah. Uh, in WWE, he was known as Bronson Reed. Correct. Um, so he's under a non-exclusive deal with New Japan currently. Oh, yeah. And there's we should note this caveat. We sort of found people who it would be like they, it'd be likely like it's like not like he, he can't go and get Adam Cole, according to Tony Khan, Adam Cole signed to like twenty thirty four or something. Yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. Adam Cole's got like a dozen years left on his deal. He's not going <laughs> back to NXT so, or WWE anytime soon. Yeah, so they're not going to be you know poaching ironclad contracts. This isn't the nineties, people. No. So you, there's no more SIDS where they can just go from one WrestleMania main event to the Starcade main event. Doesn't not happening happen anymore. Days. Doesn't happen these days. Um. Now, I'm guessing Jonah's deal now, even though it's non-exclusive, since he signed with New Japan, I'm guessing that would preclude him from working with WWE. Right. Um, but I don't know the length of this deal. Yeah. Uh, he's been having himself a pretty solid G1. He beat Okada. Yeah, That's right. a huge deal. Yeah. Um, For all you know. we know, look, here's about the contract thing. For all we know... Some of the like Jonah's arrangement with New Japan might be like a tier, like a low tier AEW deal, which is like a pay per appearance thing. You get any number of appearances, and they can match if somebody else sends you a better offer. They can mm-hmm. they can match it if they want to keep you around. Yeah, it so could be. We don't know. That might be he's on. Might be on that deal. We don't know. It could, yeah, that could be. Um, it his release from WB was surprising. It was weird. Uh, he has all the tools. Oh, really good absolutely. wrestler. Yeah, great personality he's a good talker um and you know he had several dark matches it seemed like he was on the verge of getting called up instead he got released mm-hmm. um you know he was he was starting to become one of the cornerstones of late uh 1.0 nxt mm-hmm. yeah, yeah you know yeah. uh he was he was in the north american title mix quite a bit i'm actually pretty surprised i never put that belt on him yeah right uh nonetheless he was building momentum in NXT, and then you know we got reports he's getting called up. It's like, oh, this makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, right. If they're not going to put a title on him in NXT, he's ready for the main roster. Bring him up to yeah. main. Yeah. And instead, he got released, and it was weird. And I think, yeah. based if you read interviews with him, he's still a bit confused about why that happened. Yeah. Um, but since then, he's done some really awesome stuff in Impact. He's been doing great work in New Japan. Um, again, going out there, building up his brand so that if Triple H comes a-calling, Jonah could pick up the phone, and uh, and Paul could say, "Hey, we want to bring you back in. Uh, we'll straight to Maine, and I got a good story for you. Here it is." And then they're off to the races. I don't know how many of these wrestlers uh, the WWE releases like before they got released, like because you know you heard about all these people coming in having you know these sort of tryout matches on main event or whatever. Yeah, I wonder how many of them just rub Vince the wrong way in like the stupidest, weirdest possible ways, you know. It's like Jonah walked by him and Vince noted that, I don't know, Jonah was like, oh, man, I've been up for a while. I want to take a you know a nap after this. Oh, no, you're not supposed to sleep. That's, Vince doesn't like people who sleep, Mm-mm. you know, or somebody was sweating a bit too much. Oh, you're sweating too much. My son does that. I hate him. You know, like I wonder how many of these releases were just fucking weird. You know, Vince, go, oh, my God, he just, you know, walked past me while I was eating my steak and I didn't like it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, know. who knows? Who knows? That could have been Jonah. But yeah, that was this is a really weird one. He seemed to have all the tools. He has all the tools. Um and uh and yeah, you could tell why Triple H likes him. Triple H likes those big meaty dudes. He sees value in them. Uh because you usually get a lot of really good when you pair them up with like little dudes, like we're about to talk to uh, about in a second here. Um they put on phenomenal matches. They're really fun watching those sort of David Goliath type matches. Mm-hmm. Um so uh so yeah, no, Jonah Bronson Reed, number one, I'll say this. Bronson Reed is a rare occurrence where the WWE name is a lot better than uh, the the outside WWE name. Oh, I Jonah like, just sounds like a dude. I like Jonah Rock, who was named before he came to Sounds like a Flintstones character. Yeah, that's fine. I thought it was a cool name. Yeah, it sounds a little too Flintstone-y for me. I like Bronson Reed. All right. It sounds like a, a what's-his-face, Charles Bronson 
character. Well, that's because of Bronson. Because of Bronson, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, sounds like but, a badass character. But then, but then, if he was still Death NXT, Wish. then Braun Breaker. I don't know if it would be Braun Breaker because it'd be two Braun names. It's all good. It's a new era, man. It's a new era. It's a new era. Anyways, let's move on. Number nine. Nine. Leon Ruff. Now, this dude was North American champion in NXT. Had a really awesome story uh, with him and Gargano and Priest. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was sort of the guy who wasn't supposed to have it. And I forget if he won it based on an open challenge or what the situation was. Um, sort of an open challenge gone wrong, I think it was. Something oh, like it that. was It was a, a kind of spin the wheel, make the deal type thing. Well, was that what it was? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this dude, he was, to me, there, there were aspects of his game that reminded me of um, a couple wrestlers, but sort of most notably um, uh, uh, Leo Rush, mm-hmm. the similarly named Leo Rush, how he was doing things with such a speed and velocity that I was like, oh, my God. But Leon Ruff had his own distinct style. Yeah. It was a very unique thing that he was doing. And unfortunately, he's end up, you know, just doing job matches on uh, on dark and elevation. Tony Khan doesn't seem to have, you know, much for him there, much use for him. Triple H seemed to like him, and again, he's one of those guys where if you put him in a match against um, a Bronson Reed, mm-hmm. you're going to come out with a lot of gold right there, or a yeah. smaller guy will come out with gold. Yeah, yeah, he's he's an immensely talented wrestler. Um, it is it, it it's 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 strange that he was released given the story they were doing with him, because um, there was some good stuff they were doing, and he was doing excellent work. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, but I guess once 2.0 came along, actually, this is right before 2.0. He got released on August 6th of last. Remember that year. great little feud he had with Swerve? I think it was with Swerve. Mm-hmm. How like and like at first you had that sort of Leon Ruff who was just excited to be there and he was excited to win the North American title, but then he got like a little bit of an edge to him and he was being kind of a dick and and he was standing up for himself. Like, I really liked that. I thought they were adding a lot to his character. And then, yeah, right before the relaunch, it's like this dude's young. Like he's exciting, yeah. He's not six four and jacked, which is I think what they like. Vince all of a sudden was like, "Yeah, we just want a, a, a bunch of Von Wagner's and Braun Breakers." Virtually, yeah. I think that I think that was the idea. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah. Hopefully, you know, Triple H will uh, bring him on back to the deb debity. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so because because he's great and he should be doing a lot more than than as you mentioned, uh, teaming with Bear Country in enhancement matches. Yeah. Yeah, there was like, God, what was it? Wasn't there like a handicap match, him and Bear Country versus like two guys, like a tag team or something like so, that? So uh, here on Wikipedia, it says that uh, on Rampage, uh, him and Bear Country took on Gun Club and Max Caster. Mm. And then uh, July 6th on Dynamite, again, uh, teamed with Bear Country and Fuego Del Sol against Gun Club, Caster, and Bones. Okay, all right, yeah, I don't know, something like that. And it was like the the match was basically like an afterthought type match. Oh, it's so short. Yeah, it was one of those that like they did like a promo picture in picture thing that was like longer than the actual match. Mm-hmm. They did that. I don't know if that was the match, but they did something wonky like that. I'm like, come on, man! Did you not watch? It's like Tony Khan. He's right now. He's basically trying to like recreate Tony D'Angelo's crew. It's like obviously he's 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 fine looking at the competition and seeing what they have to offer yeah no like why don't you watch the leon ruffin matches man they're they're spectacular maybe he did he's like yeah whatever anyways yeah who knows yeah you can host the best backyard barbecue when you find a professional on angie to make your backyard the best around Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. 
bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Uh, Let's move on. Number eight. Eight. Gringo Loco. My second favorite wrestler in GCW. Oh, behind Shane Mercer, right? Shane Mercer's my first. But Gringo Loco has got that, like, energy about him. I say Shane Mercer another, like, year or two or something. Because he's on my he's on my list also. That Shane Mercer does some crazy fucking moves, man. He does he, he does do some wild stuff. You know who else does some wild stuff? Gringo Loco. Yeah, he does. This dude, these matches um, are absolutely nuts to watch. It's, it's like the one thing that, like, sort of sticks with me at GCW is when they do, like, some Lucha stuff. Mm-hmm. And Gringo Loco is out there just doing absolutely crazy shit. Uh, and I'd love to see him in NXT. I think that'd be phenomenal. Imagine matches with him and Axiom. Yeah. Or, uh, I know. mean, as, 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 as awful as that Axiom gimmick is, A-Kid's a phenomenal wrestler. Yeah. Phenomenal. I wonder if Triple H is going to try to focus on bringing back any luchadors. Because he was always big on the lucha thing, he tried to make yeah. a big deal out of Sin Cara, yeah. and then that just fell apart. Well, and and, and you know, like times. Grand Metalik, he's great, yeah, right? Yeah, Lince yeah. Dorado, great. And then Vince just treated him like absolute dog shit. Yeah, yep. Yeah, he had the Lucha Dragons and in, uh, in NXT. Yeah, Triple H. Yeah, they were super over them lucha guys. They were over. They were super over. Lucha, lucha. Sin Cara yeah, who would knows? get gassed. <laughs> who knows? I mean, I mean, uh, Gringo Loco wrestles obviously for GCW, but. Uh, deep uh, de- uh, uh, deadlock, wrestled for deadlock pro wrestling as well. Oh, he's all over the place. Triple yeah. A, yeah, yeah, wrestles all over the place. So I don't know. I mean, it'd be it'd be pretty cool if he were to show up in NXT. Mm-hmm. I don't know how old the guy is or how long he's been around. Yeah, I don't know how old he is either. But then Triple H again. Triple A he likes them older dudes. Uh, according to Lucha Wiki, Gringo Loco is this the same? Gringo Loco. 1980, born in 1985? Yeah. Is that what you're saying, too? Yeah. Yeah, man. So. That's cool. He's older. 85, yes. 20, 27? No, 37. Yeah, it's like, it's not that far away from us. Yeah. 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 Still, man. He's 37 doing that shit? God damn, that's nuts. It's pretty crazy. That is pretty, that's crazy. That's gringo crazy. <laughs> 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 Let's move on. Number move seven. On. Seven. There you go. Timothy Thatcher. Talk about him while my throat recuperates. Sure. So he's been wrestling uh, in uh, in pro wrestling Noah um, since his release. Um, and uh, his release was always kind of a boggling one, too, because here's a dude that, I mean, I guess in the sense that he's, you know, a bit older. He's in his 30s. Right. You know, God forbid you have anybody in NXT in their 30s. Or from um, Sacramento. Yeah. Um, but if nothing else, like he's he's like ideal player coach. Yeah, right. You know, if you especially if you're bringing in people to develop them. Mm-hmm. Like, dude is a, a, a technical wrestling wizard, you know? Right. Yeah. Like, that was, his, that was his gimmick in NXT for a stretch was, hey, I'm going to teach students like he, he could really do that because he knows yeah. his stuff. Yeah. The only thing I can think of is like, well, Vince probably watches like good technical wrestling. Is God, I mean, part of him I know is like, oh, the sweet science. But at the same yeah, time, right. he probably thinks, oh, the sweet science. Ah, oh, God damn it, pal, I can't sell this shit. You know, <laughs> that's, ex- that's exactly what he. Thinks. So he could probably appreciate it, but yeah. at the same time, he's like, I can't make money off this. Uh, so therefore, Timothy Thatcher, you're released now. 
Thatcher was doing some really fun character stuff mm-hmm. in NXT. Yeah, like uh, he's stuff. a phenomenal wrestler. Oh, man, he's great. Watch his match against uh, Killer Cross from uh, yeah. FSW yeah. a few years back. It's a fantastic bout. It's a good Killer Cross match, yeah. It is a good Killer Cross match. Check it out. Yeah. Um, I like so, the fight pit stuff, too, in NXT. Yeah, that, that was, was really fun. good. That was, that was interesting stuff. I mean, he's he's one of those guys that has the pro wrestling bona fides as well as the, 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 the catch wrestling, mm-hmm. the mixed martial arts stuff. I mean, he's well-versed in all that stuff. Yeah. Um, he spent some time over in, in Valter's promotion, Germany yeah. WXW. Yeah. You know, if they want to kind of add to Gunther's mm-hmm. stable now, bring oh, yeah, him in for, for sure. that. You know, I see a lot of parallels between him, like obvious parallels between him and Shayna Baszler. Mm-hmm. And it's clear that Shayna is going to be, uh, she's going to be featured prominently going forward. Like that's, oh, yeah. that's clear as day. Triple H obviously always really liked her work. And, and you could see a lot of that in Thatcher. I think they're, you know, birds of a feather. Put them in a faction together of some sort, you know, mm-hmm. of, of a bunch of just badass catch wrestlers. Yeah, that'd be um, cool. There's a lot of stuff you can do. Or like you said, put him with Gunther. He's been there with him before. Um, yeah, I'd be kind of shocked. And it makes me wonder because I wasn't able to ascertain whether or not Thatcher's actually signed with Noah. Yeah. Um, or if he's doing the thing like I mentioned off screen to you where like Pac, you know, when he was released from WWE. Mm-hmm. Or I'm sorry, when he left WWE, um, and he could wrestle again, he went to Dragon Gate, mm-hmm. but like was wasn't like committed. I mean, he was their champion, but like didn't lock himself down because once AEW happened, he was able to go and do AEW. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wonder if maybe that's what Thatcher's doing there. Maybe he is signed. I don't know, but I wasn't able to get any confirmation yeah, yeah. on internet searching. So, uh, so I'm assuming maybe he's not. And uh, and I don't know. I think there's a lot of great opportunities that they could use him in uh, in 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 at, you know either NXT if they're going to rebrand it. But I, fuck, I want to put him on main roster. You know, yeah, like, I know. Don't, don't put him in NXT. I know, I know. Uh, yeah, yeah, he'd be great on main roster. Whether he's with Shayna, with uh, Gunther and, and Ludwig, or just mm-hmm. by himself, mm-hmm. um, I think he proved in NXT like any concerns you may have, anybody may have about his character work. Yeah. He put those to rest pretty oh, quickly. Oh, man, I thought he was terrific, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, he was he's a really captivating promo. He is. He's got that face. He's got the good voice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's move on. Number six. Six. Tegan Knox. This would be actually kind of shocking if she didn't return to WWE. Yeah. Given how Triple H just seemed to absolutely love her work. And uh, every time she was injured, like it was like he got injured. And, uh, and he'd bring her back and put her immediately in a prominent spot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she was put in a, you know, Shotzi and uh, Athena at the time, Ember Moon, were putting some in some good work as a tag team in NXT. Mm-hmm. So what they do, they called up the tag team, but they replaced Athena with Tegan Knox. Yeah. And then they lost the Tegan and just made it Shotzi and Knox. And it was like, okay, like, I'm sure they like each other just fine. But, like, they didn't just spend months building chemistry. I know. I know. I know. And then her, her main roster career lasted all four months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She got yeah, called exactly. up in July, was released in November. Barely did anything. And I think in one of her interviews, yeah. she was like, yeah, it didn't really shock me all that much because, like, they just had nothing for me. And it's, yeah. it's like, it's funny, like, how hardcore they dropped the ball in, like, Shotzi. You know? know. It's like. How do you not understand exactly what she is and who she is immediately when you see her? I know. And how do you not know how to sell that? I know. I know. I mean, one of the first things that Vince did was take the tank away. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, that's such a a, a great bit of spectacle. You could totally, like, why aren't you selling toys of that? I know. Like, that's nuts. You have have an actual comic book character slash action figure. Anyways, getting back to Tegan Knox. Big ball drop there too. She's supremely talented. Yeah, and uh, and you know I think that they can make a lot of money with her, and I think Triple H always felt that way too. You know, near as I can tell, him here on Cage Match, according to the Cage Match, she hasn't had a match since she was released. Chilling. Um, and that was her last match in WWE was October seventeenth of last year, so about oh, wow, ten months ago. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, so. Yeah, no idea what she's she's up to. I don't know if she's wrestling on you know a much smaller scale or just taking some time off. Who knows? Let's see uh, if her Instagram gives us any hints here because oh, we're we're real journalists, Larson. There we go. Uh, Nixon Newell is her name. Yep. Yep. Nixon Newell. Nixon. Um, Newell. So 
yeah, I, I would be pretty surprised if if Triple H didn't find a, a way to to bring her back. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, looks like she was hanging out at whatever this is, Sad Summer Festival 2022, back in Jul- on July 16th. All right, in the, in Orlando, she's still in Orlando, evidently. Oh, all right. So she's doing that thing. Um, she has a dog. Uh, that's good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, it honestly, it just looks like she's chilling. Yeah, a couple of bikini pictures, having a good time at the beach. Yeah, so uh, you know, let's get back to work, Tegan Knox, for the dab dab e. <laughs> Make all that money with Triple H in charge. Let's move on, Larson. Yes, number five, five, Shane Taylor. So it's interesting that. Uh, after Tony Khan purchased uh, Ring of Honor, uh, you know, uh, Khan, Khan signed part of uh, what's Tully Blanchard Enterprises. Uh, the the, the uh, embassy, 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 the embassy, the yes. embassy, uh, part of that faction. Um, uh, that Shane Taylor, who was a leader of Shane Taylor Promotions and Ring of Honor, and they were really gaining steam the last year or so. In Ring of Honor, mm-hmm. uh, they won the six-man tag titles. Uh, he's a former TV champ himself. Mm-hmm. Um, that you know, after Ring of Honor had to cease activities before Tony Khan uh, bought them, we haven't really heard a whole lot from Shane Taylor. I mentioned Khan getting signed. Um, he actually did an interview with uh, it says Jofo in the ring, mm. um, and uh, Khan was asked about. Uh, Shane Taylor maybe was joining him in AEW slash Ring of Honor, uh, and Khan says, "I think there's that. I definitely think there's a place. There's factions here, and there's particular factions that are missing that kind of gusto, if I can say. But we'll see. You can never say never in this business. You never know what the fuck's gonna happen. Um, and uh, elsewhere, oh, he talks about uh, Shane Taylor promotions kind of going their own way after ring of honor kind of ceased activities he said, those are my boys. They congratulated me. We're all brothers and everything was great. I know we talked about, it. I think maybe Shane talked about it before too. The goal was to ultimately go somewhere together, but we, uh, uh, also we realized that bringing four or five people into a company, which logistically might not happen, but if someone goes here, someone goes there, that's still Shane Taylor productions. That's still family. Yeah. Yeah. So it'd be kind of cool if Shane Taylor uh, promotions continued to yeah. some degree. It's, it's like the one 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 faction that unifies all of pro wrestling. Oh, that's a neat idea. That's really cool. Yeah, um, he's a really fun wrestler for a dude yeah. his size to do yeah. what he does. Um, he was a standout on that last uh, pre Tony Khan. Uh, what was it? Final battle or whatever that show mm-hmm. was. Um, he was a standout there. I think he did like a ladder match or something. So he has been wrestling. Um, he last, according to Cage Match, his last match was August fifth, so about a week mm. ago. Mm. Um, he's wrestled Tim Storm. Oh, he's several Tim times. Storm's man, bring him in. Um, Fuego wrestled Fuego. Um, see some other names here that we might recognize. Did he beat Fuego, or is it because Fuego's an AEW guy, he can't lose? Shane Taylor beat Fuego. I don't know, man. They got these crazy rules. Yeah. Um, so he's been wrestling some. I mean, since Ring of Honor, he, he oh Shane Taylor Promotions had a uh, a match in GCW. I kind of remember that earlier this year. It was O'Shea Edwards and Shane Taylor taking on. Oh, that's right. It was against uh, Top Dollar and uh, and Ashante Adonis. Oh, okay. AJ Francis cool. and Tahuti Miles. That's, that's right. Cool. Right on. I like that. That's good. Um, so yeah, that'd be cool. Let's get this man back on TV. Exactly. Give him his own productions again. Promotion. And, uh, yeah. Is it productions or promotions? Promotions. promotions? Shane promotions. Taylor promotions. I thought you said productions earlier. <laughs> I was just going along with it. Um, so yeah, that'd be fun. He's, he's a fun wrestler. He is. And a unique character. And I like that he's got a big old, uh, promotion. Uh, let's move on to number four, man who needs no promotion. Number four. Four. Jonathan Gresham. The so I guess I guess this this one has an asterisk spike because we don't know if he's actually been uh, uh his released 
request has been oh, uh, accepted by Tony Khan. So Tony we don't Khan, know. He, this dude, hey, it's just Vince in another skin, man. This is Vince in another skin. Just, at, least, at least Tony Khan ain't going to forget the matches already happened, so you're not going to get rematches. But, you know, somebody, you got to blow up with somebody, curse at him. You think you're getting released? No, man. No. But maybe he'll prove me wrong. Maybe I'll yeah. be proven wrong and they'll let go of Jonathan Gresham because it doesn't seem like he's going to wrestle there anymore. No. Although he, he did, did he wrestled at Ric Flair's last match, so. He did, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he has. Uh, or he did. Um, yeah, that, that, that Ring of Honor title match against Claudio, that was weird. Um, opened the show and it well, was not that long. And understanding that he just cursed out his boss, it wasn't that weird. <laughs> it's it's weird that it actually went. What did it go? Thirteen minutes. It's yeah, weird it went that minutes. long. Yeah. After cursing out a guy, he could have been like, "Hey, ref, tell him it was gonna be a squash out there." Yeah. I mean, it uh, kind of was. It was just a really long squash. Yeah. Uh, given that that Jonathan Gresham was like the person who kept the Ring of Honor name alive for several months while that company was doing nothing, going all over the world, defending that title. In a dream match against Claudio, I would have thought, oh, give them 20 minutes. Real hard-fought battle. I, I expected Claudio to win, but at the same time, you could have Gresham lose, but you know Claudio just barely eked out a victory. you know, yeah. and, then, and then there was that weird rush heel turn like two weeks before the match mm-hmm. where he just joined uh, Tully Enterprises. It was, I don't know, it, it was it was a strange uh, uh, turn of events, you know, ever since he starts, once he starts showing up on AEW TV on a regular basis. And it you was, talk about yeah. it and he's like, yeah, I just showed up and they said it. They said I was going to turn heel and he was like, all right. Yeah, man, Vince in another skin. It, it is, it, I'll say this. It's, it's, I think the word that we both probably would more consider is just disappointing you mm-hmm. know it's mm-hmm. it's not necessarily weird because it's clear what happened it's not it's not unusual because his vision what he was doing didn't match up with the vision of the guy who was writing the checks mm-hmm. and that's disappointing because you'd like to think that the guy writing the checks would honor what the dude was doing and would try to collaborate with him on what's going on. Unfortunately, when the people are writing the checks, that doesn't always happen. And it is incredibly disappointing for that to have been the case. Um, he is a phenomenal wrestler. Yes, he is. Um, I would love to see, you know, it's kind of clear from the first couple weeks of WWE programming under Triple H, he's probably not the biggest fan of the 24-7 title. Mm-hmm. What if you take that title or an idea of that title. The number one, the title is dog shit ugly and it's got a terrible legacy. Yeah. But what if you take the spot that that title may be occupied and you create a new title, something along the lines of the pure title and ring of honor, something for the technical grapplers where, you yeah. know, they're going to come in and it's not like, it's not cruiserweights. It's, it's not like X division, but it's kind of along those lines Yeah, yeah, yeah. where you're going to get some innovative wrestling mm-hmm. and, and that's where you bring in Gresham because that dude can go out there and he can put on those matches. You get they're, they're just phenomenal matches, mm-hmm. and I think that'd be a great way to use them. Um, if he is going to bring in Gargano, it shows that Triple H is okay with um, wrestlers who aren't six feet four. I mean, obviously Gresham is is a shorter guy, yeah. Um, but that doesn't make it. You know, his his matches are so exciting mm-hmm. that if you're going to bring in a certain class of wrestler who is um, a certain height, then, you know, dude, Gresham, that's your guy, right? That's that's your cornerstone right there, you yeah. know? That, yeah. That'd be phenomenal to watch that stuff go down. He could be the foundation of that division, Steve. I see what you did there. I see what you did there. Yeah, his that, he could have legs, eight of them. I'm clever, too. Yeah. <laughs> The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. How about we just move on? Let's move on. Yeah, good idea. Because you got to be joking me. 
Number three. Three. Billy Kay. So earlier this year, the inspiration, of course, mm-hmm. Jessica McKay, Billy Kay, Cassie Lee, uh, Peyton Royce announced that they were uh, uh, taking an indefinite hiatus from the world of professional wrestling. Just recently, Cassie announced that she was pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, no word on what the future may have in store coming up uh, for Jessica McKay, um, but she's a phenomenal talent. Um, whether she was a member of the Iconics and WWE or even I, I was not a fan of them breaking up the Iconic by any stretch of the imagination, but when right, yeah. Billy Kay was doing the headshot thing on SmackDown, mm-hmm, it yeah. was a lot of fun. It was. She is absolutely hilarious. Yeah. Um, and uh, to have her back on WWE programming would be great. No, I, I agree. Um, I'm assuming you didn't put uh, uh, Peyton Royce on here because I think I read somewhere she's – is she pregnant? Yeah, I just I just mentioned that. Oh, sorry. Okay, I was looking at something else. Um, I thought I caught everything you said, but I missed that one thing. Nope. Uh, so yeah, which is congratulations. That's awesome. Um, but no, Billy Kay when she was doing the solo stuff, like you said, and I did pay attention. The good. the whole headshot stuff. Mm-hmm. You said it was good, and I agree with that. It was, it was, it was good. phenomenal. Yeah, she's obviously a uh, uh, multi dimensional. She can do a lot of different things. I always thought she was a really fun wrestler. It, it was crazy to me to see the transformation of NXT. When she was the very God, who did didn't like a uh, uh, Nigel always had two old school actresses. Yeah, it was like Greta Garbo and somebody else, and I forget yeah, yeah, who. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was the athleticism and the glamour slash grace of another one. Yeah, yeah. And 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 but then she was able to do the slapstick comedy better than anybody else. It's like how do you pass on that? Well, like I remember when it's like she had uh, 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 like an enhancement match on SmackDown. Yeah. This was years ago. This is before the Iconics. And then she came back to NXT like she was the the the, the brightest star there was. Mm, yeah, right, right. Just right. because she had had like a two-minute match on, on SmackDown. Yeah. And right there is when you saw, oh, she's got comedic chops. Because mm-hmm. that, was, that, that was actually some pretty funny stuff. And from there, you know, after that, a little bit after that, Peyton Royce started being on TV. Iconics were formed. And just on a weekly basis, they were hilarious, especially in NXT. Their, st- their work in NXT was great. You know, how you can release somebody who every little thing you give them, they turn into gold. And that's what she did. That's beyond me. You know, the yeah, whole, I, ah, I can't sell her. Kevin Dunn has a problem with her accent or some shit like that. She's a phenomenal talent. And mm-hmm. uh, if she wanted to come back, they should, uh, they should bring her back. Absolutely. 100%. Uh, let's move on here. Number two. Two. Willow Nightingale. Now you might be wondering, hey, wait a second. She's fairly prominently featured in uh, AEW right now. She's on like every episode of Darker Elevation or whatever. She often makes appearances on Rampage or uh, mm-hmm. the other one. And of course, she was, uh, she was in the last Ring of Honor show too. And she was on the last Ring of Honor show. You got to think maybe they have an idea that, oh, she will be a prominent member of Ring of Honor. Well, here's the thing. They haven't actually seemingly signed her yet. Like she might have one of those low tier deals, seems to be the case, but she hasn't had the actual thing. I don't think that says Willow Nightingale is all elite. We can't find that. Mm-mm. Somebody's gonna correct us. Fine, but I I put her here at number two because she is going to be a license to print money. Like her charisma, her face, her look, her mm-hmm. wrestling ability, everything about her is going to be one day a license to absolutely print money. And WWE would be silly not to take her from a place that might not use her all that great. I mean, especially if at this juncture, AEW slash Ring of Honor is kind of dragging their heels on signing her to a, a longer-term exclusive, or at least, you know, exclusive in North America type deal. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, yeah, Triple H should be, should be calling her and, and and discussing a way to get her over to WWE because I agree with you. She's phenomenally talented, got tons of charisma, um, and whatever promotions she signs with long term, she's mm-hmm. going to make them and in, in turn herself a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Can't say enough great things about Willow Knight. Yeah, she's fantastic. A- absolutely fantastic. Let's move on to number one. One. Bray Wyatt. Let me back in. Let me in. Let me back again in now again. So uh, I'm sitting here looking at a fightful select report from today. 
title, which is several on WWE believe Bray Wyatt could be re-signed since Vince McMahon is gone. And it details, I won't go into it in great detail, but it goes into uh, a lot of the, the, the tension between Vince and Bray. Uh, and here it says apparently Vince uh, would, 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 would say terrible things to Bray about his physique. Yeah. And uh, it's seemingly because Bray was calling it like it is. This quote here is telling, says, when things were shit, Wyatt would say they were shit. And yeah. Vince saw that as difficult to deal with. Oh, man, this story sucks, assholes, man. Shut up, you fat. <laughs> I mean, that I could, have, lose I, weight. I could, have, could have actually <laughs> been a conversation they had. I don't know. <laughs> I can lose weight. You can't write any better. <laughs> You're still 76 years old. So, yeah, man. Uh, Go ahead. This, you know, uh, if there was this tension, uh, from even early on in Bray's run at WWE, you explain why so often they'd be heading in a really interesting creative direction only to either veer wildly in opposite direction or just really pull it back. Yeah. Right. Um, so many times there were, there was some interesting things going on with the Bray Wyatt character with the storyline of his, and then it would inevitably go nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like uh, you know the the match at WrestleMania a couple years back, oh, where he should have beat Randy Orton. Hey, I'll be honest with you. Which WrestleMania match? Because you can say Their that. You, you can talk about that. The, the second one. You can talk about the Cena match. You yeah. can talk about the first one. Yeah. You can talk about any number of them, and I it's know. always the same story with him. They build up something intriguing. They put a lot of money into burning down a fucking house, man. They did. And then they what did. do they do? They drop the ball every time. Absolutely, absolutely. And they tried to bring the fiend back with you know after Randy Orton lit him on fire. You know you had a, a burned fiend. It it just it came off as the the outfit came off as kind of corny. Yeah. Um. It again, it's a situation where there is a possibility, and apparently to a degree this was happening where Bray Wyatt was making the company a ton of money, like he was selling mm-hmm. merch. Damn. And he was making himself a ton of money. They had some good-looking merch, man. He was one of the few wrestlers that, on yeah. a regular basis, had decent-looking merch. Mm-hmm. But I guess Vince couldn't handle someone coming up to him and saying, hey, Vince, this sucks. Yeah. You know? And 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 regardless of the money that Bray was making for the company, regardless of the fact that he was one of the few characters on TV that people were like, oh, okay. I mean, not everybody was into his stuff, but I think it was most people would agree that Oh, this is one of the more interesting, unique characters in pro wrestling. Yeah, right. He's bringing something different to the table. Yeah. But maybe that's not what Vince wanted. He didn't want no. different. He no. wanted what he wanted. No, I don't want to do that. No. Where you gonna, like, that's the thing about Vince. There was never a long-term goal for anything. No. It was, and, and that's with Bray Wyatt's character. You needed that. But with Triple H, you got to think. Maybe that's going to be the case. So I'm, I'm, I'm hoping we see Bray Wyatt again. There's a lot of characters in WWE. I just want to see how far they can go, how if they can thrive under, or is is the Bray Wyatt character simply not crackable? Maybe that's a possibility. I mean, I've I I made the the case before that Bray's the story that that Wyndham Rotunda Bray Wyatt wants to tell seemingly might be kind of an ill fit for oh yeah pro wrestling. Him Ruby doing movies makes all the yeah. sense because it does, yeah. You know that's a blank canvas for him. He can create whatever world he wants to there with whatever rules yeah. that world operates under. In the world of professional wrestling, regardless if you're working at WWE or Impact or AEW or New Japan or XPW or the local federation at the Bingo Hall, there's certain tropes that are employed kind of universally in the world of pro wrestling. I always kind of felt that was an ill fit. Mm-hmm. For what seemingly he wanted to do, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, it seems it seems kind of pedestrian for ha- to have this kind of huge supernatural character and these supernatural stories, only for them to resolve, mm-hmm. you know, with arm bars and headlocks. Yeah, I know, right? And, and like, the one yeah. time they tried to do something different with Hell in the Cell with Seth, where Seth was like, "I I don't want to deal with this monster anymore. I feel like I have to kill him." Yeah. It, it, it was basically universally derided as horrible. It exposed the limitations of pro wrestling as exactly. opposed to what he was trying to do, a horror movie. Yes. Yeah, but then it's like, oh, what are you supposed to do? Pin a guy, do a 10 count. So, you know, I'm, I'm interested to see what they can do with it outside 
of Vince's limited, you know, uh, uh, imagination. Yeah. Um, but that being said, what you're saying could actually be true. It it might be, but it's an experiment I would love to see play out for better oh, yeah. or worse. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to see him give it one more try in the wrestling world. You know, it maybe in a place where he had more latitude to tell the stories that he wants to tell and, and, and more of the fashion that he wants to do it. Maybe he, in his mind, has a way to bridge that gap between the stories he wants to tell in the world of professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's found that, that, mm-hmm. that middle ground there that Vince just wasn't interested. I don't know. But yeah, I'd, I'd love to see him give it another try and see if he can make it work yeah. because yeah. he has some interesting ideas. Yeah. No, absolutely. And, and like the Firefly, the Firefly Funhouse match is probably still one of my top 10, 15 matches of all time. I love that. It's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. Absolutely. And you can tell Cena was really into it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it, it makes you also wonder without Vince around, how would a lot of that Cena stuff had played out? You know, could it have been a more of a collaborative thing as opposed to just lol Cena wins? Um, mm-hmm. We'll never know because we can't go back in time. Exactly. But, not yet. Not yet. Anyways, let's talk about some honorable mentions. Man. Sure. First up on the list here I see is Oni Lorcan. I always loved Oni Lorcan. And talk about guys like Thatcher, like Aggression. That's where he kind of fits in, you know, mm-hmm. that, that sort of gritty, the guy who can he fills up a lot of stats. Probably not going to get a lot of wins, but he'll always make sure that whoever he's fighting, he's going to make him look good. Yeah. And, uh, and and he's a hell of a wrestler. Yeah, he is a hell of a wrestler. And I don't I, I don't, I don't want to sound this like make this sound like as it's an insult because it's not. He's the type of guy you want to have on your roster because he's a good hand and because regardless who you put him in the ring with, a good match is going to happen. You know, right. yeah. He only will get over because he's he's got a lot of intensity, enthusiasm, and he's great in the ring. Mm-hmm. He'll get yeah. over just based on that, even yeah, if he doesn't totally. talk. Mm-hmm. Is he ever going to be world champion? WB? No, probably not. But he'll get over. Mm-hmm, yeah, um, and he's he's a great wrestler to have on your roster, so you can put people in the ring opposite him to put on really good matches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. And every once in a while, he'll surprise you. Mm-hmm. And the way he fights, it's not. It wouldn't be. He can he can lose ten in a row, and then if you win, and if he wins one, oh, you think that maybe he wasn't supposed to win that. It's not that shocking because he's such a good wrestler and he's a yeah. fighter, and you yeah. want that. Exactly, exactly. Uh, Next up here, yeah. Alex Zane. Of course, he was uh, signed to WB for a, a stretch, but he, after his release, he's really reinvented himself as, like, Taco Bell fan. Mm-hmm. And it's hilarious. It's great. He's an amazing wrestler. Yeah, He's he got is. tons of personality. Yeah. Um, it'd be inter- Obviously, he can't be, like, his gimmick can't be Taco Bell and WWE. Right. But if you could find kind of a similar angle... Yeah. Without the very specific brand association, it could yeah. be a lot of fun. Maybe he's think, yeah. his, maybe his gimmick is WWE. Yeah, that could be. I think you can broaden out a little bit and just understand that hey, the guy's got tons of personality. You know, that's what that's what getting over by being Taco Bell. Number one, he's a phenomenal wrestler. That's mm-hmm. why he's over. But he's also a very creative guy, and he's also a very personable. Like his personality shines through. He's very charismatic, and that'll that'll carry him. You can you can saddle him with whatever silly gimmick you want. For example, Taco Bell, he's gotten it over, you know? Yeah. Um, so, uh, like you said, yeah, it could be he could be the guy who wears a WWE shirt as opposed to, like, his favorite wrestler shirt or his own merch shirt. Mm-hmm. Whatever you do with Alex Zane, he'll make it work. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'd love to see him give another go at WWE. Yep. Uh, next here, Killian Dane. Damo. Damo. Um, he was released once, then brought back again. Mm-hmm. Memory yeah. serves. Yeah. And then released again. Um, so it seems pretty evident that that Triple H likes Damo. Mm-hmm. Um, even though, again, it was a situation where it was start and stop pushes and storylines for him. I mean, he was him and Drake Maverick were getting the tag team to a degree that their tag team over. They Oh, they were, absolutely. Um, it was just whether they're actually going to book them as like a legitimate tag team that could be contenders for titles or still just kind of a comedy thing. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, but uh, he's been wrestling, you know. He he's he works some control your narrative shows. Um, he's been he's been pretty active yeah. in the wrestling world. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if he comes back or not. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, next up, Persia Parada. This one was really weird. She was let go in the last round of releases, and uh, she was in the middle of a thing. 
two people, her and Dexter Loomis, both in the middle of the thing with Indy Hartwell. Indy Hartwell basically just had her stories ripped away from her. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and yeah, Persia Prada, that she was a really good wrestler mm-hmm. and lots of charisma. And I'm not sure why they uh, released her. Maybe they saw the redundancy between her and Indy Hartwell to I don't some know. degree. Maybe I don't know. I'm just sort of throwing that out there because oh, they're both Australian or whatever. Um, so I think she's from Australia. Yeah. Um, she is. Sometimes I say Australian, it's like New Zealand, and they're like, "Oh, you can't do that." I can't confirm she's from Australia. Very good. Uh, so who knows why she was released? Because yeah, that was know. really head scratching. Because as you mentioned, she's good, um, and she was involved like every week she was on TV. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, that one was a real head scratcher. Steve, you got one more name here. I'll let you talk about this one. Oh, I talked about a little bit earlier in the GCW. Yeah, uh, Rob shit, right? <laughs> yes. Hey, I'm not. Yeah, Rob shit. Absolutely. Uh, maybe in the next list we do for this, we'll put Rob shit in here. No, man. Shane Mercer. I mentioned him earlier. This dude, all sorts of crazy, awesome moves and shit. Uh, he honestly, and I say this in a very complimentary way. He looks like somebody who would have come out of that 2002 OVW class. Yeah. You know, that killer class with Brock and Batista and Cena and the other guy, Orton. Orton. Uh, Keith Orton. Yes. Yeah. The other guy. And, uh, you know, he looks like that. But, man, this dude does some crazy-ass moves in the ring. Uh, and he's always coming up with new creative things to do. I'd love to see him in NXT or WWE, man. I think it'd be a wild, wildly fun to see him there. Uh, I got one more name for you. Someone that, that we've seen wrestle locally here. He's young. He's an up-and-comer. He had a match against Will Ospreay recently. I'm talking about Titus Alexander. Oh, oh dude, he's going to be there. Yeah, he's going to be there. That's phenomenal a talent. Time. That's phenomenal a dude, talent. He's a stud. He's an yeah. absolute stud. Yeah, he's yep. going to he's going to be NXT champion one day, man. I guarantee it. Uh, anyways, let us know who you want to see back in the WWE or debuting in the WWE now that Triple H is there, and they're not just going to be drawing from a bunch of uh, you know burned out UFC and football players. Uh, <laughs> that's so rude. I, the, the, come on, it's a joke. Um, anyways. That's going to do it for us today, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in. We appreciate it. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. The Angie's List You Know and Trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today.